I'm Nelly Sapon, and this is Two Southern Corners. In every episode, you listen to short stories written by my friend, Eleni Noah, and I. Each story is spiced with flavor from our Latina and African roots. You can also read them on twosoutherncorners.com. That is, twosoutherncorners.com. Listen now to one of our short, long-lasting stories. Shelter, written by Nelly Sapong. I always took having a home, food to eat, clothes to wear, and quality time with the family for granted. It was a given. I did not have to think of where the next meal would come from. I was a privileged child. I came from a good home. The necessities of life were available to me. Every morning, my mum would wake me up for school, and every morning, I'd pretend to be sick. She would wait for a few seconds and then pull the blanket off my body and playfully hit me till I woke up. My mum was a homekeeper, and she was very industrious. She had this radiance about her that made her glow, irrespective of the situation she was in. My father, on the other hand, was stern, but he could not hide his love for his family. A smile always had the effect of transforming his stern face. Whenever he came back from work, he would take off his shoes and pray, even before greeting us. Every evening before dinner, he'd ask my siblings and I our lesson of the day. You would think he was asking what we learned from school, but that was not the case. There was one time I said, Papa, I learned about long division. Then he asked, and what else? So I started mentioning all the topics we had learned. But he still kept on asking me, and what else? I was getting frustrated. What did he want me to learn? Well, what happened outside your classroom? He asked. We went to the playground during recess and Natika was crying. She said her dad had been diagnosed with stage 4 cancer and had a few months to live. I was so sad, I just hugged her. I answered. Well, what did you learn from that? My dad asked. Um, nothing really. I was just sad. I did not know what my dad wanted from me. There's a lesson to be learned in every moment of our life. Madia, think about it. What can you learn from this? He asked again. Okay, I learned you don't have to be as old as grandma to die. You can die at any time, I said. Human mortality. That's a good lesson. What else? I wanted to roll my eyes at this point. He had just said that was good, but he was still expecting another answer. I'm sure Atika's dad was a good man, so I've learned bad things can happen to good people. I said, very good. 
And what else? Papa asked again. This time, I sighed. I could see my mom smiling from the corner of my eyes. Well, I guess I can also learn that no matter what happens to you, you need to live life. Even though Atika was sad, she came to school today. My dad nodded. I could tell he had got all the answers he wanted. Life goes on, he said. Today, as I sit in front of our white tent with two loaves of bread and water for dinner, I reminisce about the days of old. The smile that had been ever present on my mum's face was nowhere to be found. The war had taken from her the one thing that made her who she was, her joy. During the day, she goes out to beg for alms and I take care of my siblings until she gets back. She tries to be strong for my siblings and me, but what she does not know is that at dawn when she sleeps, she makes gut-wrenching sounds. Luckily, my siblings are always fast asleep when it happens. Tears stream down her face in her sleep. Something she would never allow me to see if she was awake. I can vividly see what she sees in her nightmares while I look at her fighting her demons. The sound of the bombs. Missiles flying in the sky. The collapse of the buildings around our home. The terror. I can hear my heart beat inside my ears. The screams. The wailing of mothers. My father's firm hands as he shoves us into the basement and asks us to hide in the box. My mum telling my dad not to go up the stairs. The fear of my siblings as they make a conscious effort not to make a sound. The dent in my tank as I bite into it without realising. The smell of the wooden box. The sound of gunshots. The banging of doors in our house. My mom's arms tightly wrapped around us so hard it hurts. The sand that filled our lungs as part of our house collapses. The silence that followed. I relive it every day when I watch my mom rocking back and forth in her sleep, unchecked tears coursing down her cheeks. I do not have a home anymore. I have a tent. I do not live in a city anymore. I live in a camp. I do not have neighbors anymore. I have campers. I'm not a student anymore. I'm a babysitter. I'm not seeking to achieve my dreams anymore. I'm seeking asylum. I do not have a language that is spoken with pride and joy anymore. Whenever I speak, people assume I am a terrorist. I do not have a voice anymore. I have to whisper because I make people uncomfortable. I'm not looked at with admiring eyes and love anymore. 
but fear-filled eyes stare at me with mistrust. I feel lost. I feel like an inmate sentenced to life for no crime. I'm a liability to the society. A burden to the country that is taking me in. I will always be a foreigner, irrespective of the country I reside in. And I will never have the luxury of returning to a place I call home. I am a refugee. But life goes on. Did you like what you just listened to? Then subscribe to our newsletter on 2southerncorners.com to be the first one to receive a new story every week. Don't forget to share this with your friends. We'd also love to hear from you. Send us a message on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us there as nellysapong 37 and eleni.noah. And last but not least, please consider supporting us so we can continue delivering these short stories to you here and on our website. You can do this with a monthly or a one-time contribution at buymeacoffee.com slash forward southern corners. That is buymeacoffee.com slash forward southern corners. See you next time.